Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show. We have a very, very special episode here uh, today and this week. Uh, Lisa Nichols is with us. Lisa, thank you so much for being on our podcast. You're welcome. I'm so excited to be with you, ladies. I've been looking forward to this. Well, we're so excited. I um, We're going to jump into um, uh, Lisa in a moment here and, and just so excited about having her on and why that is. Um, before we go there, Andressa, um, mm-hmm. let's just share a little bit about our summit coming up literally in, in three weeks, right? Yes, yes. This is our annual event and we always base every, every single thing that we do in three pillars, which is real estate investing, business strategy and self-care. And we have chosen Lisa to be the keynote this year because we do believe mindset. It's so, so important. Sometimes I believe it's more important than exit strategies, real estate strategies that you have. Because if you don't know that you're stuck and your mindset is holding you back, doesn't matter how many books you read, the guru that is teaching you X, Y, and Z to get rich quick, right? <laughs> or any other strategies that you might be getting. So we really want to emphasize this uh, to you. And today uh, on this quick, we want to tease you a little bit with Lisa. Uh, we're going to talk about mindset and yes. how to maintain and, and cultivate a growing mindset. Interest rates are sky high in 2023 and buying a rental property means you could get stuck with an eight, nine or 10% mortgage rate. But what about a 2.99% rate with Rent to Retirement? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate with an average cash flow of over $900 per month. Plus, they've got options where you can put as little as 5% down with no PMI. As the nation's leading turnkey investment company, Rent to Retirement helps investors build headache-free, high-cash-flow rental portfolios. And since their properties are fully turnkey, newly built or renovated, leased and managed, anyone can invest, even those who aren't into landlording. So what are you waiting for? This 2.99% rate deal won't last long. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. You ever feel like your vacation rental sits empty too often? Missing out on potential income? Look, you're not alone. Many property owners struggle with underperforming bookings and the complexities of property management. But here's some good news. Vacasa outperforms other property managers in 92% of the markets they operate. They've helped homeowners like you increase their bookings by an average of 24%, turning those empty days into profitable opportunities. Want to see what your earnings could look like with Vacasa? Visit biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, and get a free personalized income estimate today. That's biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. And I just, um, I, I, you know, and Justin and I were talking about our, our second annual um, summit and planning, you know, we were talking about keynotes and we're like, we were talking about um, 
different possibilities. And we were talking and then your name came up. I'm like, Oh my God, I love her. And I was just like, I love her too. <laughs> and, and we first, I was first introduced to you, Lisa, uh, when you um, were on the secret and that was many years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, like I said, I remember there's so many people who spoke in it and such a great movie, great book, such transformation, all mm-hmm. information. And, and, and when you spoke, I had such an ease that went over me. Right. Mm-hmm. I had such like, a, mm-hmm. there's like this calming, mm-hmm. your presence was calming to me. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I, I'm like, oh, she's talking again. Well, now I'm listening. And then someone else had talked that I didn't. They're okay. <laughs> I don't remember their name, what they look like. It's probably a guy. Um, but regardless, when you spoke, it was like this calming. Uh, yeah. So, um, so Lisa is, is uh, you know, New York Times bestseller. She's a transformational, motivational speaker and has impacted probably millions of people in our world. So Lisa, I would like to kick things off and ask you what... Um, what propelled you to be doing the work you're doing? Let, let, let's go there. Cause I know you um, had a path, <laughs> yeah. journey, if you will. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's not just uh, always straight. So I'd love to hear a little more about yeah. your background yeah. and who you are. Yeah. Thank you so much. First of all, thank you ladies for, uh, for having me. I'm honored to be a part of the invest her uh, community. Uh, and experience, an annual experience, and what a great time to focus on mindset, because I believe that mindset will set the GPS for where we go, where she's going to go next. It's not going to be environment. It's not going to be history. It's not going to be opportunity. It's going to be mindset, literally. And so I'm grateful Um, And I'm grateful for a very personal reason. I said to you before we went on camera that as soon as I saw everything you guys were doing, I was like, oh, this is my tribe. Oh, this is me. I'm talking to myself. You know, I'm talking to myself 15 years ago. Um, And the conversation around mindset is so important because my path to become a transformational coach and the CEO of a training and development company is not what I see a lot of my students. My, a lot of my students are doing really wonderful and they want to teach other people more. That wasn't my path. Liz, you asked that question. My path came from, um, I didn't want to see just a portion of my potential anymore. I, I didn't want to um, wonder who I could become. I knew that I was doing decent, but I was only a version of myself. I was only a version. And and I kept hearing you have so much potential. And I was young at the time I was in my twenties and uh, I didn't know what I did well before I found out what I didn't do well. I say that because I was fired from five jobs in my twenties. I know that's shocking. I thought it was normal until I started telling people. (laughs) And and then when I started telling people and I'd see their face like, what? I go, oh, maybe it wasn't normal. I just didn't, I was a slow bloomer. I didn't know what I was great at. Um, I became a single mom at 29, um, unexpected. Um, I I didn't, I, I looked up and I was like, I haven't touched what I was good at yet. I have this child. I need to rescue myself. Mm. And so I knew some, I heard someone say once, wherever your mind is, your lifestyle will follow. I didn't understand it. I had no idea what it meant, but I, I, I picked up one book and I started reading one book, Stephen uh, Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I, did, I only understood about 30% of that book. <laughs> like it was so intense. But I said, if I can implement the 30% that I understand, maybe something will happen. And so I read the book six times because I'm functionally dyslexic. 
And I, I have to read and read and read and read and read just to get the one nugget, just to understand it. And so I begin to understand that my mind was the doorway to my next season, wherever my next season was going to be, whatever my next experience was going to be, my mind was the doorway to that. And so I begin to ask myself, what don't I know? Because I can only implement what I know. <laughs> and so I stopped caring about what I knew, Andressa. I didn't care about what I knew. I wanted to know what I don't know. And I began this hunt and I became like, and, and let me just back up and say, I made a promise to my son at eight months old. What was One, it? Well, I couldn't afford to buy him pampers. And um, I had to wrap him in a, a multiple towels for two days. Mm. And I knew that that felt like rock bottom for me. That felt like rock bottom. I, that felt like rock bottom. I'm supposed yeah. to feed my child. I'm supposed to protect my child. I'm supposed to clothe my child. And I put my hand on his stomach and I said with tears streaming down my face, mommy will never be this broke or broken again. And I was willing to do whatever it took to make sure I never touched, got anywhere close to the zip code of that space again. Mm. And in that commitment, I said, I have to find out what I don't know. I need my mind to shift. I need my mind to move to a new zip code. Because if my mind moves to a new zip code, then my lifestyle has to follow. But my, I can get more money. But if I don't change my mindset, the money is going to go back down to zero. So it matches my mindset. I can get in a new relationship. But if my mind doesn't shift, the relationship is going to crash and burn as well. I can go on another diet. But if I don't change my mind, I'm going to gain that way back. I realized every single thing, Liz, that I was trying to change out there all came back to what was I thinking? And it wasn't what was I consciously thinking, ladies. It was mm -hmm. what was I unconsciously thinking? What was in my subconscious? Not the top layer, but the layer under the layer under the layer. I became, and I don't have a psychology background. If I did, it wasn't pleasant. I didn't pass the class, I'm sure. <laughs> so I didn't have a background of studying neuro-linguistic programming, the management of the brain. I just said, I want to, I got to get to another place in me. I need to see another version of me. And if I need to learn how my mind is thinking to do that, I'm willing to be a student of a whole new conversation. And so that was the turning point, Liz. That was that moment. It wasn't a moment of, I want to help the world. It was a moment of, I deserve more for me. I, mm. I don't want to get to the end of my life and only see 60% of who I could have been. And I think every woman listening to us today, looking at us today, we all have that desire. I don't want to get to the end of my life when it's when I'm sitting down and I'm going to be sitting down for the next 10 years or five years or two years or whatever and say, man, who could I have been? Mm. Who could I have been? I didn't want to meet her. I didn't want to have that conversation. My grandmother says today you can make a decision to protect the future memories of yourself. Mm. <sighs> Deep. Wow. Deep, super deep, deep. <laughs> super deep. <laughs> well, I think like listening to your story, I can visualize every single thing you put yeah. your hand on your son and everything. And uh, to the women that are listening, right. You know, yeah. 
you know your time, right? That yeah. time came to your head right now and you can feel it in your gut, how yeah. it feels. And I know mine and I know mine that, and I turn that pain into feel to, to, to me, to propel me to do not leave that again. So when we are, you're saying that sometimes we don't know, right? We don't know what we don't know. And right. it's unconscious. So yeah. let's say if I'm sitting here, I am doing well. I have my real estate investments. Yeah, yeah. I have my yeah. family, yada, yada. How, what questions should I ask myself yeah. to know if I am on the quote unquote stuck bucket or yeah. if I have a, grow, a growth mindset yeah. or yeah. if I am on my right path? Is there yeah. any questions that I could be asking myself to determine that? I love that question, Andressa, because uh, Andressa, one of the things that I am clear of is most of us who are movers and shakers, we don't ever look stuck. <laughs> we, have, we have mastered momentum lifestyles. Mm. So you got to watch out and you can't compare what stuck looks like on you to what it looks like on someone else in your family or your neighbors. Because if you're, you, you have a 64 a 64 ounce capacity bucket. You can't measure your 64 ounce, can't compare your 64 ounce capacity to someone with a 32 ounce capacity. You can't do that. So watch out. Benjamin Franklin says comparison will and always be the thief of all your joy. It will either give you a false indication that you're doing just enough and don't do anything else, or it'll make you think you're not doing enough. So don't compare. And we, as women, we have a tendency to look left and right a lot more than men. So we have to watch out, compliment and encourage, and then do you. No one can do you better than you, right? You are a unique, unrepeatable miracle. Now, when you're in momentum and when you're a mover and shaker, like we all are, if you're looking at this podcast, if you're going, I hope you're going to the conference, if you're going to the conference then and, and, and you're planning to do things with forward moving people. You have to watch out because we're always moving forward. The question to ask yourself is, am I touching, write this down. Am I touching the next best version of myself mm. or have I become comfortable in the cur current version of me? I'll, I'll, I'll say that again. Am I touching? Am I stretching? Am I stretching to touch the next best version of myself? Because you got to watch out because this version can be really impressive. Like we're like we're like we're gladiators. So when we gladiate, you walk around and you're a unicorn. You walk around and you see other people who are not unicorns. You can look pretty spectacular, but you also can get stuck in the spectacular that you became five years ago. <laughs> right hello can we raise our hand to that we i've all we've all done that you know my seven figure eight figure income can impress you but i've been sitting here for a while the fact that i've touched millions that's my bio you should be asking me about my future oh so the reason why we go to conferences like this i went to the same conference ladies 42 times i used to be embarrassed about that but I'm not embarrassed anymore because I didn't know of any other place to go. And I didn't want to just try to do it by myself. And I needed a place that was going to constantly pull me forward. It wasn't the best conference. It was like all guys, they were all corporate and all, but it was just somewhere to go to remind me, Lisa, touch the next best version of yourself. Don't become comfortable in who you were last year this time. And so that's one of the questions to ask yourself is, have I become comfortable in what I've achieved already? 
am I, did I own it and go, you know what? I've achieved this. Now, what does the next best version of myself look like? Mm. Also ask yourself the question, would I be comfortable if I were here five years from now? And if the answer is no, then follow that with the question, where do I see myself five years from now? It's a really great setup. Because one question leads to the next. Would I be comfortable if I were here five years from now? You can say yes. You've reached your pinnacle. Okay, great. Be comfortable in that. But if the answer is no, then the next question is, where do I see myself five years from now? Why do I choose five years? Because I want to encourage you ladies to dream big enough where it will take you five years to get there. Because you have to watch out when you're a runner and you're a doer and you're a gladiator, you can run and hit it so fast, you'll stop running. Mm. So you can't set a goal that's right here. Set one that's right here. That's your macro goal. And then set micro wins to let you know you're on the way. And at the micro win, you want to celebrate yourself. And you also want to get connected with a tribe who's running as well, because you will always say, I will not be the weakest link. So if you're in a tribe that's running, they'll keep you moving and not from a spirit of competition, but from a spirit of compliment. That's what I love about the invest her organization and group is that it's a spirit of compliment, not competition. I'm always surrounding myself with women and men that are running so that I can go, okay, that's because every now and then you think you're running because your walk looks pretty powerful. Unless you're around people who are playing their best game, then you go, oh, hold on. I, ladies, I got up at five o'clock this morning to work out. I never get up at old dark 30. Never get up at old dark 30, but I got up because 47 other women and two men have been getting up every, every other day at 5 a.m. And I thought, you know what? I am not going to let another Monday go by, another Tuesday go by, Wednesday go by, and I miss out because they're running. I wouldn't have done it on my own, which is why you want to hook your caboose to someone else's train. Mm. And that's what I think I did more than anything. I kept hooking my caboose to someone else's train, someone that was 10 to 20 steps ahead of me. And while I was a teacher of the secret and other things, I also was someone's student mm -hmm. at the same time. I love that. The, you know, I, I think that um, someone who you're saying resonates on, on such a, on a deep level. And these are deep questions, right? And these are, uh -huh. these are important questions. You know, so many times, so much of what we've created this community three years ago, Andressa and I was about empowering women to create a financially free life, but in a balanced way, right? So in a way, mm -hmm. whatever balance means to you, but in a way that doesn't like literally trade your time. I mean, I came from corporate, Andres and I are like, I don't know anyone who works harder, her or I, you know, probably her, but it, you know, so you have this mindset, but you don't want to just kill yourself while you're creating something, you know, that's yeah. not what we want either. So we really are, are passionate about this, this idea of balance. So when women are asking the, themselves this question, I mean, we'll have women who don't even, they don't have time they don't take time for themselves, right? Little, they don't take time for their physical or, or, or spiritual self, let alone their emotional, like, right. Mm -hmm. Well-being of what, what you're mm -hmm. saying. So how do women who are super busy and, you know, everyone's busy, but how do, how do women who are the doers, the, the, yeah. the they're, they're spinning so many plates, create yeah. that space for themselves to ask themselves those questions that are quite honestly going to get them to where they yeah. want to go, yeah. but they don't always take the time to do, to do, yeah. to ask themselves. So absolutely. Well, I know a little something about that, <laughs> um, you know, uh, building a multi-million dollar company as a mother 
and as a single mother um, and whose family is my nucleus, finding family time, finding parenting time, CEO time. You know, I don't get on the highway and drive to work. I would get on a 747 and fly to work. And so um, it, it it always was a balance. And one one thing to I'm going to give you a couple of things in that area. One um, eliminate saying I don't have enough time because you're never going to get blessed 75 minutes in an hour you will always still have 60 minutes in an hour. So it's not that you don't have enough time. It's reorganizing and remanaging the time that you have. So we all get very comfortable in the statement, I don't have enough time, as if when I get more time, I'll do it. Well, that's never going to happen. <laughs> Guaranteed tomorrow, there are going to be 24 hours in that day. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. There will not be 26 and a half because you needed more time. And so I stopped saying that. Liz, I stopped saying I don't have enough time because that left me as the victim. It, it left me as the victim to time. And time is something that I control because I manage it. I don't give myself more time. I give myself more organization inside my time. And so not, now, mind you, I'm an artist. I'm a linguistic artist. I'm a creator. So creators don't like management. Creators don't like structure, right? <laughs> but in order for me to be an effective leader, in order to me, in order for me to have harmony, balance and harmony in my life, in order for me to have an abundant experience. Now, wealth and abundance are totally different, right? Wealth is wealth. It's singular focus. It's based on finances and assets. Abundance combines wealth, combines relationship, combines spirituality, combines health and wellness. So abundance is a holistic conversation where wealth is unilateral. I just want to make sure that's really clear. I've been pursuing wealth for a long time. Why? Because I was so broke. <laughs> I'm like, well, I did broke already. So now that I've mastered that, let me go master wealthy. And so as I'm building my wealth, I realized that I didn't have abundance because I didn't have time with my son. I didn't have, I was over 220 pounds. I, I, my family stopped calling me to attend family functions because I was always too busy and didn't have time. So here I was, I created this wealth, the top 1% income earner in America, you know, in that I'm now in that category. And I was like, yes, I did it. But hold on, watch out. Cause you don't want to create a Pyrrhic victory. You may want to write this down. Pyrrhic is spelled P-H-Y-R-R-I-C. That might be wrong, but it's close enough. You'll find it. A Pyrrhic victory is named after General Pyrrhus. And General Perius said, after he won two wars, he says, I can't afford to win another war. And when asked why, he said, because winning has cost me to lose my greatest generals and my best friends. From that was named the Pyrrhic victory. And a Pyrrhic victory is when the cost, get this, the cost of the victory outweighs the victory itself. Mm. And most of us who are successful, you know, you guys both can think of people, you know, at one time it was me that I created a period victory. I got out of poverty, got off food stamps. I'm living the, my best life ever. I'm, I have a multi-million dollar business, but all these other breakdowns occurred. And so what I began to do is I began to go, okay, how do I manage my time? Cause I cannot expand time. But what I can do is I can organize time. So the first thing is to, to number one is to believe you don't have to choose. You don't ever have to choose between business and family. You don't ever have to choose. You get to have both. 
and you get to have both abundantly. Time organization becomes key and critical. And where most people don't want to organize their time is they think that they'll lose their freedom. Not if you organize freedom in your time. Hmm. So in my day, so I organize my day from 6 a.m. until about 10.30 p.m. when I lay down. And inside that day, I have breathing breaks. I have walking breaks. I have a break that says time freedom, which means I can do whatever I want to do. Now it's for like 20 minutes, but that's all I need because I'm an artist. I don't want to feel like I'm being controlled, but I do want to get it all done. Does that make sense? The biggest compliment my son gave to me When he was 21, we were on stage and he said, mom, I'm blown away with the empire you've built because I've always known that I was your priority. Wow. Oh, I was done. I I was done. Man, that's all I need. Tears down my face. And he said, I never wondered if I were your priority, but it was because I put Jelani, Jelani mommy time every night when I was home. I wasn't home all the time, but when I'm home, 6 30 to 8 o'clock and and i don't care what we did we did whatever he wanted to do i can give that time away so he always knew that he we always did the same thing you guys we played monopoly i hate i hate monopoly but jelani loves monopoly and so something in that rhythm something in that ritual and so liz that was a big lesson i had to learn is that there is enough time it's my job to organize it effectively that i do get to have both I don't have to choose either or I don't have to choose between love, business and family. I want all of it. (laughs) You deserve all of it. Right. And it's just a matter of uh, managing it. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I'm curious, have you been struggling to keep your vacation rental booked? I totally get it. It's tough to manage and keep filled. But we found something that really works. It's called Vacasa. They've seriously changed the game for a lot of the BP audience. In almost every market they're in, Vacasa manages to fill up the calendar more than anyone else. And get this, the average Vacasa user sees about 24% more bookings than with other managers. That's a lot of extra income. Curious to see what you could be earning? You can get a personalized income estimate right there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what Vacasa can do for you. Check out biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. So I was I was listening to Brene Brown mm-hmm. and Tim Ferriss. They were having a, a talk and they were talking about uh, mindset and this like misconception that people have that they struggle with continue being grateful to who they are and being super okay with it and the pressure to grow 
to mm -hmm. become their better version. Mm -hmm. And there is, it's like, should I, should I continue moving forward or quote unquote changing who I am to become, I don't want to become somebody else. Um, and I think that there's a misconception there that by growing your mindset, you're going to become somebody that you are mm. not mm -hmm. changing your core, core mm -hmm. value. So I just want you to speak about this because the, that's what's going on in a lot of women's yeah. mindset. I don't want to become somebody yeah, that yeah. I'm not. So yeah. how I don't want to lose myself. Exactly. Oh, honey, <laughs> you got, listen, girl, y'all just all over my stuff. You all in my, my Kool-Aid all, <laughs> this has been my last 20 years. Um, it's not just about mindset. It's also money. Like I was afraid to make a million dollars. I remember when I made $975,000 by October, I was so afraid, unconsciously afraid, didn't even know I was afraid of changing that I stopped working for the rest of the year, Liz. I stopped working. Then the sabotage. Yeah, unconscious, unconscious. I thought I was tired. No one around me was making that much money. So everyone accepted my excuse. It, it worked. Right. And then the next year was a really great year. And I got to 985,000 by August. And I thought I wanted to take off again. Lord knows I don't want to take off for six months. Like what I pull my braids out. Right. Like, what, what would I do? But what, what I realized when I did the deeper work and dress was I realized that I was afraid to cross a million dollars because I thought that would make me a different person. And I thought that I couldn't be a spiritual being and I couldn't be a godly being and be wealthy. I, I realized that I wouldn't have a lot in common with the women around me. And I would have even less in common with the women of color around me. I, 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 when my cousins joked about robbing Peter to pray, pay Paul, I no longer had any contribution because I can pay Peter and Paul. Like it was all of this social acceptance going on mm. in my head. And I didn't realize that the, the desire to be socially accepted exceeded, listen to this, my desire to move further in life. Ooh, when you get that, and when you just say it out loud, I, so being sociably accepted by my community, my family is paramount to me. My spiritual community, my familiar community, it's paramount to me. Say that, say that so that it's sitting in front and then ask yourself the question, how do I do both? How do I do both? Because we serve an abundant universe. We live in an abundant place and we think either or we were taught as children. Now you can have this or that, but you can't have both. And we unconsciously pulled that into our adult lives yeah. and we live like that. You can have this or that, but you can't have both. And when we realize, hold on, let me reprogram that pattern. You can have both make both work for you. You can have both. And so the first thing I had to do was really begin to change my, my, my programming. So one of the things we're going to talk about at the conference is just how do you change your programming? Reprogramming my mind was the beginning of everything because when you plant a new seed, and you water that seed and you feed that seed, then you grow a new harvest. You grow a new mindset. That's not just a spiritual reference. That's true. So all I kept doing, which is why I love you guys covering mindset at the conference. I love it because mindset is where everything else begins. 
And so I kept planting a new seed. How did I do that? I did it in several different ways. Number one, I kept having mantras. I made two line mantras. I live off mantras. I can still tell you the mantras I had when my son was three years old, 23 years ago, because I did those mantras every day because I needed to reprogram my mind. Because here I am, an African-American woman born in South Central Los Angeles. I grew up between the Harlem Crip 30s and the Roland 60s. I was on government's assistance several times in my life. Here I am building this enterprise, this, this, I had to keep reprogramming myself that it was okay for me to have this. It was okay for me to have wealth. I wasn't abandoning my culture. I wasn't abandoning my gender. I wasn't abandoning my family. And, and remember your mantras have to speak to what you want to create, not to what you're running from. Mm. So the mantra had to say, I am worthy of prosperity and abundance. Money is my friend. Money is a tool. Money is a team member. Money is my army. And I am the general. Money doesn't define me. I use it to do more good in the world. Like I know my mantras, right? Because my big issue was around making a lot of money because I just kept making a lot of money. And I was more uncomfortable with making a lot of money than I was with being broke and managing a dollar. And so I love this question. It, it literally is a question that that I believe that as a community here, we can't dive enough into. And so not only is it financial, but it's also about transforming who you're becoming. So the last thing I'll say about that, Andressa, was I kept stating, I am not becoming someone else. I'm becoming the next best version of myself. I am evolving. I'm forever evolving. I give myself permission to evolve. And sister, if you're listening to me right now, just start repeating after me. I am evolving. I give myself permission to evolve. I am constant evolution. I am motion. And in my motion, I inspire others to get and stay in motion. That's what I kept telling myself. That was about the self. And then I had to think about the money. Those are the two areas for me that were big. Amazing. And I would imagine you have mantras now. Have you ever stopped doing mantras in your life? No, they just change. They so change. now my mantra is I, I, I am worthy of forever love. Mm. It's just, just as I, I'm worthy of forever love. I'm, I'm not just someone good to catch. I'm someone wonderful to keep. Mm-hmm. Right. That, I, love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's where I am now. And so my mantras are just, cause it's real time. You're living in real time. Yeah. So even as a woman, the three of us, every woman listen to us, you're doing great. And for the next best version of yourself, what does she need to hear? What does she need to hear to inspire her to tippy toe? And Andressa, you talked about being cognizant of where you are and then going for the next best. There's this concept called mindset called cognitive dissonance and cognitive dissonance. I love it. It's in my in my the latest book that I wrote, Abundance Now. I study cognitive dissonance and cognitive dissonance is accepting where you are now but seeing yourself and seeing yourself further along. And then the mind becomes disrupted because the mind says, well, in order to get out there, you got to do this, this, and this. And the mind doesn't want to be disrupted. So the mind is going to make you get up more, do more, plan more, because the mind wants to be settled. If you keep seeing yourself there, the mind is going to say, okay, come on now. We got to do something that we're not doing. That concept is called cognitive dissonance and abundant thinkers and the top 1% people in the world, they do it. They literally unconsciously default into cognitive dissonance. It doesn't mean you're not grateful for where you are. You can be in gratitude and cognitive dissonance at the exact same time. And it's, it's how we run after ourselves. 
Because mm-hmm. at a certain point, you might not even have anyone to chase. I, like at a, I'm not saying I'm ahead of everyone, but I couldn't find anyone that fit my mold, that spoke my language that mm-hmm. I could chase. And so I began to really live in cognitive dissonance. I'm grateful for where I am. Where do I see myself in five years? Let me chase her. Ooh, I love that. I am so excited that you are going to be our keynote for our summit this year. Um, we, you know, ladies, if you have not heard, we are, we have a summit coming up June the 12th. Check it out. The real estate slash level up. It is all about leveling up your mind, your real estate investing strategies and your business. And uh, that's why we really put together a very, very thoughtful, we handpicked these speakers. It's going to be a live session, starts Friday night, goes into Saturday. We're doing a mastermind breakout session with our uh, various uh, leaders in our community, literally to help solve problems. Women are getting connected to other women, uh, six women teams after the summit. So you wow. actually have accountability groups. So you could actually do something crazy thought with what you learn at these summits. People go, they get excited and they do nothing. So uh, although it's virtual, this is going to be a full-on experience. So please join us. We are super excited about it. Lisa, you've been absolutely amazing today. I'm, I'm personally so excited. I wish I could just attend our conference, to be honest, but I'm going to be facilitating. But regardless, yeah. thank you so much for sharing um, your wisdom today. And I'm so yeah. excited about having you on, um, you know, as our keynote uh, in a few weeks. Yeah, I'm super excited to be with you. You know what? When you just talked about the, the accountability groups, just a little statistics so you got ladies will know that you're 80 percent more likely to complete the goal you set in, when you're in an accountability community. So it's so wise and it's so brilliant of you to set the ladies up to win. And a lot of times I say when you come to a conference, the education is diamonds, but the <clears throat> uranium, the platinum is when you're put into those small pods and those pods become your prayer pods, your inspiration pods, yeah. or like that is just life, as my niece would call it. That's life, auntie. That's life. <laughs> love it. Love it, Lisa. We're super excited to have you. And we can't wait for what the plans that universe has for all of us. Thank you yeah. so much for, for being Welcome. here today. And we can wait for June 12th to have you live again. I'm looking forward. Ladies, if you have not said yes yet, all you got to do is show up and then uh, if you come empty, I'll come full and I'll pour everything I have into you that at that time. Thank you again, Lisa. Thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.